Thank you very much, Sir Poyer. I really appreciate that because it gives me confidence that the Lord will be with us and is with us this morning to give us His Word. So, magandang umaga. Blessed morning sa bawat isa sa atin. Isang uh, masayang umaga na naman ang ibinigay sa atin ng Panginoon. And uh, allow me to deliver His word no? mula sa uh, Colossians 2, 20-23. So, um, as I begin, let me tell you a story. No? So, ganito yung kwento. May dalawang tao na nagtatalo dahil sa hindi nila mapagkasundo ang bagay. So, yung pangyayari ay sa isang kanto ng isang street, may nakita silang number. Ang sabi ng isa na nasa kabilang uh, side ng daan, number 6 yon. Sabi naman nung nasa kabilang kalye, hindi number 9 yon. So, habang sila ay patuloy na nagtatalo kung ang number nga ba ay 6 or 9, may isa pang napadaan sa kanto na yon at nagsabing, Sigurado ako na number nine ito. Sumagot yung naniniwala, syempre, nung numbers, na number six yung nakapinta na yon. Paano ka naman nakakasigurado na number nine iyan? Gayong ang linaw-linaw sa pagkakabasa ko na number six ito. So ang sabi niya, papunta kasi ako dyan sa 10th Street. At bago ako napadaan dito, Galing muna ako doon sa dalawang kanto. Sa unang kanto na pinanggalingan ko ay number 8, ay number 7 ang nakasulat. Tapos sa kasunod na kanto na nadaanan ko, may nakasulat na number 8. Ngayon, na napadaan ako dito sa kanto, ito ang nakasulat. Kaya 9 ang next sa number 8, kaya I'm sure number 9 ito. Probably, nakita nyo na po yung picture na ito sa social media like sa FB na patungkol sa dalawang tao na nagtatalo kung 6 or 9 ba ang nakita nilang number. May nagsasabi na posibleng tama ang dalawang ito. Depende sa kung saan nagmumula ang kanilang pagtanaw sa isang bagay. Kumbaga, wala namang tama o mali sa sagot nila. It's just a matter of perspective. Pero ang istorya po na ibinahagi ko sa inyo kanina ay nagpapakita na may instances na hindi pwedeng tama silang dalawang. Iyon ay dahil mayroon tayong tinatawag na objective truth. Ang objective truth ay katotohanan na mananatiling katotohanan whether agree ka doon or hindi. Di po ba? Example, today is Sunday, December 3, 2023. That's an objective truth. Kung meron mang makipagtalo sa atin na no, today is December 2, today is Sunday but December 2 today, we know that that person is not telling the truth because that person is not speaking an objective truth. Kagaya po dito sa illustration natin, kanina, na unang illustration, ang nagsasabi na number 6 ang nakasulat ay malamang mali siya sa kanyang sinasabi. Dahil batay na rin sa pagkakasunod-sunod ng number, siguradong may nagsulat ng number na yon at ang intended na niya na isinulat doon ay 9 dahil iyon ay nakasulat sa, mga, sa kanto ng street na yon Nang galing yon sa mayroong 7th street, mayroong 8th street, so yun ay 9th street. At ang next doon ay 10th street. So kahit ipilit niya na number 6 ito, dahil sa tingin niya, nakikita niya ay number 6, it's still number 9 because according nga doon sa pagkakasunod-sunod ng number at sa intended nung nagsulat na iyon. So sa dalawang magkasalungat po na paniniwala o prinsipyo, mayroon talagang pagkakataon na isa lang sa kanila ang nagsasabi ng katotohanan. And in that situation, we need to know and understand the difference before we believe 
So, doon sa bagay na yon. Dahil baka naniniwala na tayo, for example, na ang mundo ay flat kahit ang katotohanan ay bilog. Diba? It, it is shocking to know that there are still people believing that the earth is flat and not spherical. But uh, it just says that we need to really know the difference between the two sides so that we know that talagang ang pinaniniwalaan natin ay yung nagsasabi ng katotohanan. Now, ang illustration po na ito na ipinakita natin ay makikita din natin sa sitwasyon na pinagdaraanan ng iglesia noon sa Colossae. As we can remember, sa time na iyon ay may umusbong na mga leader sa kanilang iglesia na nagtuturo ng kakaiba at salungat sa ipinapangaral at itinuturo ng kanilang pastor noon na si Epapras. Na siyang naging bunga naman ng pagmimisyon ni Pablo. So para kina Epapras at Pablo, Christ is superior and above all. He is the fulfillment of the law. Pero doon sa mga uh, emerging leaders na iyon, ang itinuturo naman nila, I, the church must continue to practice certain rites, religious rituals, and Jewish laws for their security and protection from the evil spirits and deliverance from afflictions as well as to gain the favor of God. So as for Paul, that teaching is not just faulty and deceiving but also dangerous because it devalues Christ and it fails to appreciate the new identity of believers being in Christ. Kaya iyon ang nag-udyok sa kanya kung bakit niya kinakailangang sumulat sa mga taga-kolosas. So sa dalawang katuruan po na ito, isa lang sa kanila ang maaaring tama at isa, isa ay hindi talaga nagsasabi ng katotohanan. At tayo po, naniniwala tayo na si Pablo at Epaphras ang nagsasabi ng katotohanan dahil ang kanilang mga sinasabi ay nagmumula mismo sa katotohanan galing kay Jesus. Ang objective truths, let us remember this, ang objective truths na ating pinaninindigan bilang mga Kristiyano ay nanggagaling sa salita ng Diyos o sa Biblia. Outside the Bible, We cannot accept that as truth. So, ngayong umaga pong ito, magpapatuloy tayo sa ating paghihimay-himay ng mga katotohanang makikita mula sa sulat ni Pablo para sa mga Kristiyano sa Colossians. Now, I would like to again request everyone to join me in prayer. Let's pray para sa message. Lord God, We admit that wisdom and understanding come from you. So Lord God, we ask for the Holy Spirit na kumilos po sa aming mga puso at bigyan kami ng karunungan at kaunawaan na makita ang katotohanan sa iyong salita. Because Lord God, we want, we want to believe what truly is the truth. So help us Lord God to... Uh, be open sa aming mapapakinggan mula sa iyong salita and be willing to accept accept it for it is your world. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So last Sunday po, since this, ito po ay series, so we, we need to really connect yung mga, uh, sumuno, uh, mga, mga nagdaang mga me- mensahe. Uh, hindi po ito parang fragmented o kung, kung hindi talagang magkakadugtong na mensahe. So, we tackled verses 16 to 19 ng chapter 2. At nalaman natin mula sa passage na iyon kung ano ang inaasahan ni Pablo na tugon mula sa mga Kristiyano now that God has made them alive in Christ. And that is for them to go beyond legalism as they abide in Christ na siyang nag-fulfill ng righteousness and justice ng God. Today, ang topic naman natin is about being free in Christ. So after learning that we must go and live beyond legalism, we will continue on 
and this time learn from the word of God sa Colossians 2, 20-23, what does it mean to be free in Christ? Ano ibig sabihin nito na being free in Christ? So ang ganito ang sabi sa mga talatang iyon, as for our scripture reading, you have died with Christ and He has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. So, kung maalala po natin sa chapter 2 verse 13 ng Colossians, gumamit si Paul ng illustration to describe the status ng mga taga-Colossas noong bago pa sila nakakilala at nanampalataya kay Kristo. So, bago pa sila maging Kristiyano, sino ba sila? Ano ba yung kalalagayan nila? So, ito yung sinasabi sa verse 13. You were dead. Because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then, ito yung nangyari sa kanila, God made you alive with Christ for He forgave all our sins. So before, the Colossians were dead because of their sins. However, God made them alive with Christ when He forgave all of their sins. So we praise God for that. Now, later on, dito po sa text natin, sa verse 13. So, nagpatuloy po si Paul sa mga gusto niyang sabihin, itinuturo sa mga Colossians 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Now, in verse 20, ito naman ang sinabi niya. You have died with Christ and He has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So, why do you keep on following the rules of the world such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? So, nagbigay uli ng another illustration si Paul about the current status, yung status na ng mga uh, Colossians at that time who are now in Christ. And that is, they already died to the rules and regulations of this world. So, ipinakita ni Paul ang point na iyon by asking them an inference question. Diba? Iba't iba ang type ng question. So, uh, most probably, no, as I, uh, uh, I think this is an inference question na why do you keep on following the rules of the world? So, bakit pa kayo sumusunod sa patakaran ng mundo? Yun ang tanong niya. So, ang point na ipinapakita po ni Paul dito sa mga Colossian believers ay since the Colossians are already died with Christ or have already died with Christ, hindi ba dapat ay hindi na sila nagpapasakop sa kalakaran ng mundo dahil patay na nga sila sa sanlibutan. Sila ay malaya na kay Kristo kaya wala nang kinalaman sa kanila kung ano ang sinasabi, ini, iniuutos at patakaran ng mundo. So iyon po ang isang ibig sabihin ng being free in Christ. To be free in Christ means to die with Christ and to the world. So let me repeat that. To be free in Christ means to die with Christ and to the world. Naniniwala naman po tayo na ang bawat krisyano ay gusto nila ay to be free in Christ. Ayaw natin na parang krisyano tayo pero parang we do not feel na malaya. So, We need to understand ano ang ibig sabihin nito so that makita ko talaga na ako ang buhay ko bilang isang Kristiyano ay malaya. But it it says it, it means to die with Christ and to the world. So ano ibig sabihin ng to die with Christ and to die to the world? So i-explain po natin 'yan. Una po, pareho iyong may kinalaman sa salitang death. So ano ba ang ibig sabihin ng death? That means the end of the life of a person. It also means the total and permanent cessation or permanenting pagtigil ng lahat ng vital function ng isang tao. So, di ba sa 
uh, hospital merong cardiogram. So binabantay yun, minomonitor yun, yung heartbeat ng isang tao. Kapag nagplat na iyon, ibig sabihin tumigil na yung beat ng puso. And ibig sabihin noon, that person must be dead. So, sa madaling salita, sa kamatayan, hihinto na ng tuluyan ang pagtibok ng puso ng isang tao at ang kanyang paghinga ay hindi na rin mangyayari kailan paman. So that is death. Iyon ang konsepto ng kamatayan in the physical aspect. Ngayon, kailan naman natin masasabi na ang isang tao ay spiritually dead? O isang kamatayan in the spiritual aspect? So we can use that concept na malinaw na malinaw sa atin and bring that doon, doon sa pag-understand natin sa spiritual death na iyon but ilalagay lang natin in the spiritual context, in the spiritual realm. So same concept pa, same concept pa din naman sa definition ng death pero yun nga in a spiritual context nga lang. So ang spiritual death ay cessation o permanenting pagtigil ng vital spiritual function ng isang tao. Ibig sabihin, the spiritual function ng isang tao, it does not function anymore. So, we, we mean to say, na, diba, sinabi natin na nakaraan, spiritual means the work, the, the work of the Holy Spirit doon sa buhay niya. The work of God doon sa buhay niya, yun ang sinatawag natin ng spiritual. So, it, it doesn't any connection with physical and it doesn't uh, have any connection with material things. It's about, about the, the uh, uh, immaterial things. No? So, iyon po ang nangyari. So, that spiritual death, iyon ang nangyari sa pinakaunang pagkakataon sa kauna-unahang pagdating ng kasalanan sa tao. So, nangyari ang spiritual death doon sa Garden of Eden sa time nila Adan at Eva. Yun yung sinasabi sa Romans 5.12. No? Ganito ang sabi sa Romans 5.12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. So pinakita dyan ni Paul yung sequence ng pagdating ng kamatayan sa lahat ng tao. Nagsimula iyon sa pagpasok ng kasalanan sa mundo sa pamamagit, dahil uh, mula doon, so, sa pamamagitan ng isang tao, si Adan, representative ng humanity, at dahil doon, pumas, dahil doon sa kasalanan na yon pumasok ang kamatayan, at ang kamatayan ay pumasok sa lahat ng tao dahil lahat ay nagkasala. So that what uh, was happened sa mundo, bakit ang mundo ay spiritually dead. dead. Ang kamatayang spiritual ay nagsimula nga kina Adan at Eva dahil sa kanilang kasalanan at nagpatuloy ang kamatayang spiritual na iyon sa lahat ng taong namumuhay sa mundo dahil nga ang lahat ay nagkasala at patuloy na nagkakasala. Therefore, ang isang tao ay spiritually dead Because sin disconnects man from God. As long as the person is not willing to reject sin sa buhay niya at sa halip ay nagpapatuloy pa rin sa pamumuhay na iyon at minsan nga is trying to make himself believe that what I am doing is not sin, is not wrong. So, it's, it, uh, it shows that the person remains spiritually dead. Ganun pa man, the good news there is, ang isang krisyano ay hindi na ganun ang kalalagayan. Praise God for that. Ang isang krisyano ay hindi na ganun ang kalalagayan. Ano ba ang nangyari sa isang krisyano kung bakit hindi na siya spiritually dead? So ganito ang sabi sa Romans 6, 6-7. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, with Christ, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free 
from sin. That is the reason why ang isang Krisyano ay hindi na uh, spiritually dead. Ang isang Krisyano ay hindi na spiritually dead, kundi spiritually alive na dahil he or she is already crucified or has been crucified with Christ. Which is also another illustration to define the death with Christ ng isang tao. He has been crucified with Christ. Ipinako na siya, the old self, kung sino siya dati, patay na, wala na, patay na nga siya. So being dead with Christ happens at that time na isang tao ay buong pusong na nampalataya kay Kristo. Sa pagtanggap at pagsampalataya niya sa Panginoong Hesus, kasama sa tinanggap at niyakap niya ay ang krus ng pagsasakripisyo at kamatayan. So malinaw na itinuro iyon ni Pablo sa mga taga-Korinto. Sabi niya doon sa Corinthians 4.11, For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Christ's sake so that His life may also be revealed in our mortal, mortal body. This is mortal body that we have. Pero itong mortal body na ito is always, always, sabihin, every day, being given over to death, ibinibigay na sa kamatayan, alang-alang kay Kristo. So that itong ang katawan natin na ito ay mahahayag si Kristo kahit nasa physical pa tayo. Physical na mahina, physical na laging natutukso, pero kaya tayo iniaalay sa kamatayan para tuluyan na tayong, yung reality that we are already crucified with Christ ay maging reality kahit nasa physical na body pa tayo. Now, going back to Romans 6-7, ang sinasabi na yun is, anyone who has died has been set free from Christ. So, that is why to be free in Christ means to die with Christ and to the world. Mangyayari pa lang ang pagiging tunay nating malaya kay Kristo kung tunay na na matay na tayo kay Kristo at namatay na rin tayo sa mundo. So that is what we should check sa sarili natin. Basabi doon sa uh, sulat ni John, test yourself if, if you are in the faith. Sabihin, you have to analyze daily yourself. Am I still living to this world? Am I still living for the world? I should have died already. So that is why sabi ni Paul doon, I am beating myself. Tinatalo ko ang aking sarili. Ginagapi ko ang flesh sa aking katawan. So mga kapatid sa Panginoon, this is the truth. And whether we believe this or not, this will remain the truth. The question is, are you willing to accept this truth? Are you willing to accept that you are already dead with Christ and you are already dead to the world? So, sa panahon po natin ngayon, hindi pa rin nagbabago ang ibig sabihin ni Paul sa pagiging malaya ng isang tao kay Kristo. To be free in Christ means to die to the world. And dying to the world means the world has become tasteless for us. Hindi nakaakit-akit ang mundo para sa atin dahil we are already dead to it na nga. Ang isang patay, whatever food ang i-offer mo dyan, kahit ganong kasarap ang gawin mo sa pagkain, hindi iyan gaganon. Oh, ang sarap ng pagkain na yan. No matter what you do, the dead will remain dead. And no matter what the world offers to us, whatever kind of beautiful, wonderful, as they believed na principles, beliefs, and activities, and kind of enjoyment, Walang dating yon sa isang Krisyano na patay na sa mundo at namatay na kasama ni Kristo. Ang satisfaction na ng ating puso ay ang pagtanaw sa amazing grace 
na naranasan natin mula sa Panginoong Yesus. Daily, we wake up with this joy because we are always being reminded amazing grace of God who saved such a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am blind. I am, I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. I can see the wonderful world of the world that God created. The world being in Christ. Ang sabi nga sa isang quote ni John Calvin, God's grace is tasteless to men until the Holy Spirit brings its Savior. Napakasarap na sa atin ang mamuhay bilang isang Kristiyano dahil tayo ay pinalaya na ni Kristo. Ang isang tao na pinalaya na ni Kristo, ang kanyang hinahanap-hanap na ay ang presensya ng Diyos sa kanyang buhay na katulad ng sinasabi sa Psalm 42 verse 1, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. So my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, be at peace. Huwag po tayong ma-pressure Huwag po tayong matakot. Am I Christian? Am I still living in this world? Nakakasala pa ba ako? Baka meron pa ba akong, uh, meron pa ba akong uh, hinahanap other than Christ? As long as you have, as long as your faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit is with you and is working in you, you will be complete someday. Di ba nakita natin yung last Sunday? He who began a good work in you, He will complete it at the day of Christ. You are still at work no, in the progress. You are still prog uh, progressing in your faith. You are still progressing in your life. But what the word of God assures you, you are safe and secured in Christ. As long as, of course, your faith is in Him, and as long as you are in the truth, be free in Christ. Amen? So, nagpatuloy po si Pablo sa kanyang pangangaral, pagtuturo sa mga uh, taga-Colossas sa verses 22 and 23 naman. So, inag-expound pa dito si Paul ng kanyang sinasabi. Ang sabi niya sa verse 22, Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. No? Ano ibig sabihin niya doon? Itong things na ito, human teachings to, but ito naman ay patungkol, yung teaching na yon ay patungkol sa mga bagay na nagde-deteriorate as we use them. So pero meron pa rin dito na they are using it, pero it deteriorates. Ano ibig sabihin nun? That, that these things, that human teachings, ay about the things that deteriorate as we use them. So let me give you another illustration. So kung mapapansin po natin, ang halaga o value ng isang bagay dito sa mundo, ay posible mag-deteriorate sa paglipas ng panahon. Hindi po ba? Papansin natin yon. Halimbawa, kung mayroon kang nabili na cellphone three or four years ago sa halagang 10,000 at kung ibebenta mo iyon sa ngayon, magkano mo na lang mabebenta iyon? Three to four years ago, yung cellphone na nabenta mo. This is, we are not commercializing, <laughs> nagko-commercial. J2 plus, uh, J2, ano to? J2 Prime ba to? Tawag dito? So, nung unang labas yan, wow, mahal-mahal ito. Tapos, uh, nag-aagawan. Pero ngayon, benta mo yan. Gusto mo ng J2 plus? Magkano? 1,000. Mahal? Bakit? Nagde-deteriorate ang halaga. So, yung mga mga cellphone natin noon, pag binenta mo ngayon, yung 10,000 nga probably, 4,000 or 5,000 kapag mukha pang, bag, pag mukha pang bago, pero mahirapan ka, ka ng ibenta. Pero ang sigurado, hindi mo na iyon mabebenta na kasing halaga ng kung pa, magkano mo iyon nabili. Dahil, sabi nga natin, may mga bagay sa mundong ito na bumababa ang value as you use them. So, ganun, dun, ganun din ang nais ipakita ni Pablo dito sa verse 22. Ang legalism na mere human teachings ay about things that deteriorate as we use them kasi 
habang sinusunod mo yon yung mga human teachings na yon habang ini-exercise mo yon at doon ka nang hahawak yun ang pinanghahawakan mo na mga mga katuruan para sa iyong spiritual growth and maturity and security makikita mo at lilitaw na yung inadequacy nung human teachings na yon o kakulangan ng mga batas na yon o ng legalism na iyon to keep a person spiritually healthy and secured. Kaya it deteriorates as we use them. Kasi nakikita mo, nare-realize mo, hindi pala talaga nito kaya na panatilihin akong spiritually healthy. Itong mga bagay na ito. So, nasabi doon, you cannot trust human teachings or man-made rules and regulations na hindi talaga according sa word of God to make you a mature and growing Christian. Now, nagpatuloy si Pablo sa verse 23. So, nagbigay si Pablo ng mas malinaw na paliwanag doon sa sinasabi niya sa verse 22 at ito po ang sabi niya, These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. So, sa pagtingin ni Pablo, kung titignan ninyo, sabi niya, yung mga discipline or religious rules na yon that the false teachers demand may appear wise or good para sa iglesia. Kung sa simula gagawin nyo yan, mukhang maganda. Merong magiging magandang resulta sa inyo. Kasi nga, bakit? Kasi following such religious rules requires strong commitment. So merong mga commitment yung mga member doon sa kanilang pagdedevotion sa mga pagsunod ng mga festival, pagsasagawa ng sabat. So everyone, you can really see that there merong active na paggawa ng mga activities and fellowships nila. Ganun din, nagre-require din yung uh, human uh, man-made rules and regulation na yun ng pious self-denial and intense self-discipline. So you can see that the the members are all disciplined and they are doing severe intense discipline. So it can make a person look moral and righteous. Diba? As you go out, you, saan ka pupunta? Ay, aaten ako ng sabat. So ka, daan ka muna dito, kain muna tayo. Ay, no, hindi ako pwedeng kakain. Kasi faithful ako sa command ng God. Huwag mo nang kakain during sabat day. So pupunta muna ka doon. Excuse me. So something like that, no? Nakiimagine nyo kung ano yung sinasabi ni Paul. However, The serious problem about those religious rules, man-made rules and regulations and laws is they provide, sabi pa rin niya dyan sa verse 23, they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Yes, we are already saved in Christ, but still we are being saved sa power ng sin. Meron pa rin mga evil desires kasi nga meron nga tayong old nature all nature na kailangang talonin. Pero ang sabi ni Paul, those things, they do not provide help for you in conquering a person evil, dis- evil desires. You cannot trust those things para matalo mo yung, yung flesh no, sa buhay mo. Why? Because they cannot change a person's heart. No matter what we do, rules and regulation cannot really change what is actually the heart of a person. Ano talaga ang puso ng isang tao, if that is as hard as stone, give that rules and regulation, probably it may harder than pa than original. Rules and regulation, it proven na hindi yon nagbabago ng puso ng isang tao. So even if a person submits to legalism for his or her spiritual health and security, hindi pa rin iyon nagpapakita ng tunay na kalayaan kay Kristo. Now, sa umpisa, parang confusing naman ito, pastor. Kasi, yun na nga, bakit pa tayo, merong mga rules and regulations sa loob ng simbahan? Bakit merong pang, oh, attend kayo ng prayer meeting? Ah, ano tawag doon? 6 a.m., we have prayer meeting every Wednesday. So, rules yun and regulation. Punta tayo ng 6 a.m. I hope, we hope, sana walang malilate. So, those are the things na, na kailangan. No? So, that leads us to our second, second and final point. 
Being free in Christ enables a Christian to choose wisely what is essential in defeating sinful desires. Bilang Kristiyano, we have to know ano ba talaga ang makapagtatalo sa evil desire na ito. Alam naman na natin yun, no? As we go on sa ating Christian life, merong mga temptation sa atin na ang hirap-hirap at sometimes nagawa na natin iyon bago pa natin ma-realize, ay nagkamali na naman ako. So daily struggle natin yan. So being, being free in Christ, ang ginagawa noon sa atin ay bibigyan tayo ng karunungan noon upang makapili ano ba talaga ang kailangan ko. Saan ba talaga ako magtitiwala? Ano ba talaga ang pangahawakan ko upang daily ay mayroon akong lakas to overcome my flesh, to overcome this sinful desire of mine. So, ang pagiging malaya kay Kristo, yun nga ay nagbibigay sa atin ng kakayahang gawin kung ano talaga ang makapagpapalago sa ating pananampalataya at sa matapat na pagsunod kay Kristo. Now, nakita na natin, even sa last Sunday, a legalistic approach to spiritual growth and maturity may appear to be helping a Christian grow and be mature in faith, but in reality, they have no value in defeating the flesh. That is because being legalistic is just, ito yung reason bakit hindi, hindi pwedeng pagkatiwalaan talaga yung mga man-made rules and regulations for our spiritual growth and maturity. Dahil being legalistic is just promoting confidence in self rather than in Christ. Oh, I'm faithful. Nagtuturo si pastor na we have to be, to have devotion daily. Sino ang nagde-devotion dito daily? Sino dito ang nagbabasa ng, ng Bible araw-araw? Merong confidence. Para bang, so, umpisa siguro. Pero, as you begin to follow these rules and regulations, at nasusunod natin niyon, nagsisimula na rin ma-develop yung confidence na I am mature in Christ, I am growing in Christ, I am faithful in Christ. So, those things, sabi ni Paul, hindi iyon ang right process. Hindi iyon ang dapat pinagdaraanan ng isang Krisyano. Ano ang pinagdaraanan ng isang Krisyano? That is, uh, it is always wise to choose Christ. So the wise thing to do for our uh, spiritual growth and maturity, we have to always Choose Christ. Let us begin. Ang pinapoint natin dito is, let us begin in Christ. Choose Christ. Maalala po natin yung story ng young rich man in Mark 10:17 to 22. Di ba? Hindi naging wise ang lalaking iyon sa pagpili kung isusuko ba niya ang kanyang mga ari-arian at susunod kay Kristo o mananatili siyang mayaman, pero hindi tunay na tagasunod ni Kristo. At ang sabi sa verse 22, He was deeply dismayed by these words, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Foolishly, pinili ng lalaking iyon na manatiling mayaman, ngunit hindi naman tunay na sumusunod kay Kristo. Pag gusto lang niya siguro at at convenience sa kanya, susunod siya, pero pag talagang andun na yung requirement ng Christ na, okay, sell your properties, wala ka nang aasahan na other thing but me, then follow me. Are you still willing to do that? So yun nga, hindi napili ng lalaking iyon si Kristo. We do not know the story. Probably patuloy pa rin siyang nagsunod ng, ng Ten Commandments. Probably doon pa rin siya umaasa ng kanyang security and pagiging safe ng kanyang salvation. Doon sa pagsunod niya, faithfully ng commandments na yon. But hindi noon kayang talunin yung pinaka-old nature natin which is always choosing our will over than the will of God. So, sa isang tao po na pinili si Kristo ng buong-buo at walang pag-aalinlangan, 
makikita mo sa buhay niya ang isang buhay na malaya, lubos at kasiyasya. Kasi ito po ang itsura ng buhay na yun. Let us, let us get the, 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 the heart of Paul sa sinasabi niya ito. Sabi niya dito, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can you sense the freedom there ni Paul? Can you sense how at peace si Paul sa pagsasabi niya na ito, I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The kind of life that you do not fear whatever man ang nangyayari sa iyong kapaligiran. Of course, merong concerns pa rin, pero you do not feel burdened, stressed out sa mga nangyayari sa iyo, pressured sa paligid mo, because you know you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. The life you now live in the body, you live by faith in the Son of God. If this is the time that I will die, then so be it. I will gladly accept it. So, nais mo ba kapatid na maranasan ang tunay na kalayaan? Isang kalayaan na lubos at kasiyasiya. Then, always choose Christ. Doon tayo magsimula. Kapag pinipili mo na si Kristo sa araw-araw, doon magsisimulang mawala ang pressure sa iyong pagsisikap na makapamuhay with holiness and righteousness. Kapag, pinili mo na pala, kapag pinipili mo na palagi si Kristo, doon mo mararanasan ang tunay na kasiyahan in spending time with God in prayer and reading of His words. As you always choose Christ, doon din magsisimulang makita mo ang glory ng God as we gather to worship Him. Every Sunday is always, there's an excitement because you know that you will experience the presence of God. You will see His glory in every song that you sing. You will declare the glory of God. You will sing how you love God with those songs that we are singing and with all those musics that we are hearing. You, are, you begin to feel that, see that, and you begin to dance freely, to clap freely, and raise your hands freely because you are free in Christ already. You choose Christ. You choose to come here because you have already chosen to be in Christ. And also, as you, if you choose Christ daily, you will start to appreciate that every ministry and service that we do is a privilege and honor to be part of. This money, I buy this with cell phone. This money, I buy this with delicious food. I, bus, I buy this with machato. Ano machato? Tea. Thank you sa nagbibigay ng machato na yan. But aside from that, you are enjoying what you have. You also enjoy to give. You also enjoy to use this money for the ministry ng church na ito. It's always joy when you are getting that, that big amount and putting it in the offering. There's no, oh, I'm a faithful giver. There's no more that. Kundi, I love Christ. I, this, it is my joy to give this. So in always choosing Christ, you will see that is freedom in Him. Sapagkat ang pangako ng salita ng Diyos, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen? What a liberating message. What a liberating assurance. Just being in Christ, truly being in Christ, it sets you free. So I hope by that message, it's already clear sa atin why we are doing all, this, all these things. Why we have such these things. Why we have, we have these ministries. Why we have this class 201. Why we have this fellowship. Why we have this Saturday practice. And why we have all these things trying to do our best. Because we are free in Christ. And we love being in Christ. So yun po. Ang conclusion ng mensahe natin ngayong umagang ito, let us remember 
To be free in Christ means to die with him and to the world. Begin dying with Christ and begin dying to the world. You will see how freely free you are. And then second, being free in Christ, it enables a Christian to choose wisely what is essential and in, de in defeating sinful desires. Sa araw-araw, ang ating palaging pinipili na ay si Kristo na ating Panginoon. God bless us all and sumaatin ang salita at pagpapala ng Panginoon. Salamat po. Amen. Are we blessed with the message this morning? Alam nyo, kahapon, buong araw, wala akong ginawa kundi manood ng mga Nanood ako nung balitaktakan ni Peter Atkins at ni Dr. John Lennox. Uh, things for us to go deeper in our understanding about the message of the gospel. Peter Atkins ay isang foremost na author but he is an atheist. Si Dr. John Lennox naman is a mathematician who is also an apologist. Mga professor sila sa uh, University of Oxford sa England. At sabi ni Dr. Atkins, sabi ni Peter Atkins, lahat ng sinasabi ng mga Christians ay walang empirical evidence. Yung nabanggit ni Pastor Ryan dito sa atin kanina, para siyang ang hirap maintindihan on what kind of results of a Christian of being free in Christ. But ang sabi ni Dr. Lennox, sabi niya, Dr. John Lennox, look at the person beside you who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ Look at the beaming smiles of their faces. They are the empirical evidence of a person that is free in Christ. Kaya tingnan mo ang inyong katabi, mga kapatid. Pag nakasimangot yan, ibig sabihin, but if she's smiling, if she's smiling, he is the victory that we can see because he is in Christ. Amen? Alam nyo, mga kapatid, being free in Christ is something that we are free to do everything. At alam natin na yung everything na yun, alam natin kung ano yung beneficial, alam natin yung hindi beneficial because the Bible says, everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial. But when you are free in Christ, you can do everything you want na alam mo na ito ang consequences dito ay babuti para sa akin. And that invitation mga kapatid to be free in Christ is still open. Lahat kayo na nag-worship kasama namin online today, the invitation of Christ to be free is still there. Sa atin dito, if you feel that you are not yet free in life, the invitation of Christ is still there. It's being offered to you. This time around, I would like to call our um, deacons and our elder, this Pastor Ryan. We'll go to the next part of our worship service. Our communion.
Christ did for us 2,000 years ago. Remember that His body was broken for the salvation, for the saving of our, for the forgiveness of our sins. Let us all partake with the bread. soldiers struck the side the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that precious blood and water came out from the side and by the time the Lord Jesus Christ was already dying but he said Lord my father it is finished sabi niya ama forgive them for they who do not know what they are doing mga kapatid let us remember that the Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins upang tayo ay maging katanggap-tanggap sa Kanya. When He died, we died with Him. We died to the, Lord, to the world. But when He rose from the grave, we're alive with Him and we are free. Let us partake of the cup. years ago. We have just celebrated, Lord, at na-remember namin, Father, that our lives are not worthless. You have brought us freedom, and the price for that, Lord, oh, Father, is the life of your Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. We are bought for a price, for a hefty price. 
and these elements and this communion service, Lord, is reminding us that our freedom in Christ is not cheap. It is very, very expensive. So, Lord, allow us to enjoy that freedom that we have in Christ. Ang inyong dugo na iniulan niyo, Lord, sa krus ng Kalbaryo, ang isang nagbigay sa amin, Lord, ng kalayaan from all the paghihila ng mundo sa amin. Your body has given us, Lord, that strength represented by this bread, Father, to resist the world and to rearrange, Lord, our priorities. Maraming maraming salamat sa inyong mensahe sa umagang ito. Maraming maraming salamat, Father, for what you have done, Lord, for sending your Son para sa amin to die on our behalf upang magkaroon kami, Lord, ng buhay na walang hanggan. Upang magkaroon kami ng realidad ng aming pamumuhay ngayon dito ay temporary lamang. And we have something to look forward to dahil meron kang something that is bigger na naghihintay sa amin. But while we are here, Lord, on earth, while we are here living on earth, Father, we ask you to strengthen us. Inihiling namin na palakasin you, Lord, yung aming mga pananampalataya na kayo, Lord, ang maging sandigan namin, that you will be our rock, our refuge, and our tower of strength. That every time, Lord, na ma-remember namin what you have done 2,000 years ago, that we have that assurance, Lord, that we are free and we are acceptable in your presence, O God, the Father. And while we are here, Lord, living on earth, strengthen our resolve, Lord, to resist temptation. Strengthen, Lord, our resolve to resist the lure of the, the world. The lure, the lure, Lord, of materialism. Marami, Lord, kaming nakikita sa aming mga mata na minsan ay kami lumalayo sa katotohanan na itinuturo niyo sa amin. But today, today, Lord, you have given us that reminder that we are free in Christ. We are free from worries. We are free from doubts. We are free from fear, Lord, of uncertain future. We are free from the fear of the unknown. We are free, Lord, from the worries of the pain that we feel with, with our bodies, with our frail bodies. We are free from the fear of our failing health. So sa umagang ito, Lord, aming idinudulog sa inyo dahil habang kami namubuhay dito, yung aming mga katawan ay nakakaramdam, Lord, ng sakit, nakakaramdam ng panghihina. So Lord, physically strengthen each one of us. Lalong-lalo, Lord, yung mayroong mga sakit. And we again lift up to you si Nanay Irene, si Tatay August, Sister Susan, my wife Gina, si Pastor Mel, Pastora Agnes, oh, our son, Kirk, for complete healing, oh Lord. At higit sa lahat, for that confidence and assurance na in you, we don't have to fear because the Lord Jesus Christ is enough. And we pray for Sister Delia. Salamat sa mga healing na ibinigay niyo sa about isa sa amin. Salamat sa pagbibigay ng kapayapaan sa aming puso't isipan. In this time of uncertainty, in this time, Lord, of chaos, lahat nagmamahalan. Minsan papasok kami sa grocery, Lord. Paglabas namin, kakaramput lang yung dala namin. But we know that we have a God that is bigger than our problems. That we have a God that is bigger than our concerns. That we have a God, Lord, that is bigger than our diseases and the things that we're feeling in our bodies. This is what freedom in Christ is all about. That we have always, Lord, that joy in our hearts in the midst, Lord, of trials and testings. 
Sabi niyo nga, Panginoong Yesus, while you are in the world, you will be experiencing all these hardships. But it, that doesn't mean that you will lose faith in me. Because in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is freedom. And in the Holy Spirit, He gives us victory in everything in life. Lord, salamat sa, sa aming pagsambahan sa umagang ito. Salamat sa mga bisitang kasama namin ngayon. Salamat Lord sa mga nag-worship na kasama namin online, sa live stream, sa Facebook at sa YouTube. Salamat sa presensya ng bawat isa na naririto ngayon na hindi namin nakita for the past Sundays. And we pray Lord sa aming mga kapatiran na hindi namin nakikita because they're probably they're away, they're on a travel, they're on trip or they're just contented worshiping with us online. Father, bless them. Bless each one of us that sa pagdating, Lord, ng bagong linggo na itong hinaharap namin, that your blessing will be with us sa aming lahat so that we can be a blessing to others. At wag sana namin kalilimutan, Ama, ang inyong kabilin-bilinan sa amin that in every situation and in every circumstance, we are sent. It is not an accident na nandung kami. Pinadala nyo kami doon upang maging blessing. So this is our prayer, Lord. Make us a blessing this week. At patuloy namin, Lord, na makakasama ang inyong presensya sa buong linggong ito, Lord. At upang magkita-kita kami uli sa susunod na linggo. Upang magsamba kami sa inyo corporately as a church. Mga kapatid, receive the blessing that comes from the Godfather. Receive the mercy and the love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit be with us all. And everybody will say, Amen and Amen. Palakpakan natin ang ating Panginoon. Tapos na po ating panambahan. Let us all bring blessing that comes from God. Amen.